If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Trying to trying to get this kindling to work. Ah, damn it. Ow! You know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna take the lighter out. I wanted to do this different. I wanted to do this the traditional way. Damn it! Now the lighter won't light. Hold on. There it goes. There it goes. Let's start. Come on, catch. Come, Come on, catch. It's like Survivor. You ever watch that show? Oh, I love Survivor. Come on, catch. Ah. There it goes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to blow on it. You got to give it some oxygen or else it's going to go out. It's a fireside Friday, ladies and gentlemen. My favorite time of the week. My favorite time of the football season. We sit back, relax, by this nice fireplace in the studio, and we talk a little NFL football. We figure out what is going to happen in week five of the NFL season. And let's start, Jacob, with the most beautiful display of football <laughs> that, I've ever seen in my life. That was the puke bowl of all pupils, was it not? I like to call it a field goal fiesta. I like to call it... The Denver Broncos are out $250 million for the worst, po- what's looking like the worst investment in a long time. Neither team scored more than three points in any quarter of the game last night. Three for Denver in the first, three for Denver in the second, three for Denver in the third. That ain't. Three for Indy in the second, three for Indy in the third, three for Indy in the fourth, and they were just red hot. So they got another three in the overtime to win 12 to 9. I watched every minute of that game last night. It was torture. But so bad. that's the kind of spell the NFL has over you. Because what else am I going to watch on Thursday night? I don't think, yeah, nothing. I agree with you that this is look, looking to be one of the worst investments in a long time when it comes to what the Broncos paid Russell Wilson. And one of the main reasons why I believe that is because they didn't have to give it to him. It wasn't like this was his last year on his deal. They absorbed the deal that he had from Seattle. They decided out of the goodness of their own hearts and out of their own plan to extend him, give him a raise, and give him all of that guaranteed money. So that's what makes it extra baffling. Like if he was on the end of his deal or if you needed to get something done for sure and Denver did that, then I'd be like, wow, that sucks. But sometimes you just swing and a miss. You didn't have to do that. You could have at least, you know, seen what the first season with Russell Wilson looked like before you decided to pony up all that cash. 
Instead, they do the cash first, just trusting in his track record. And I think Pete Carroll might have sold these guys a lemon. I think they did. I think Pete Carroll did. Pete Carroll, noted guy at uh, leaving people in the dust when he needs to at the right time. USC. uh, The Patriots. The Patriots. Russell Wilson now. The guy has a knack to know when to turn the page. I think he's pretty happy, too, because he's got the most accurate quarterback quarterback in football. He's better than Russell Wilson right now. I mean, absolutely. Last play of the game in overtime last night. I, did you watch the rest of the game, or did you? No, I watched. Succumb? I watched it. It was. But I, even if you which, didn't, which play to you was worse? The interception that Russ threw at the end of regulation that allowed the Colts to go down the field and tie it, or the fourth, the fourth down play that resulted in them losing the game in overtime? Interception in the end zone. Yeah, absolutely. To Stephon, well, first of all, he tried Stephon Gilmore that play and got picked off. Then he tried him on that last play. He tried to force it into Cortland Sutton, and it got PBU'd by uh-huh. Stephon Gilmore. And like, like Ryan Fitzpatrick was saying at the end of the game, he was like, why are you trying the former defensive player of the year <laughs> on the most two crucial plays of the game? And Richard Sherman saying just run the dang ball was really funny at the end of the postgame. Uh, at the end of the game, during the postgame on Amazon Prime, you know, having a little bit of flashback, he was like, I wish Marshawn was up here with me. But... Geno Smith makes that pass to K.J. Hamler at the end of the game where he could have walked into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, Mitch Trubisky probably makes that pass to K.J. Hamler. And I only bring that up because Kyle Brandt this morning on Good Morning Football literally said the words, since when did Russell Wilson become Mitch Trubisky? Well, you know what I saw today on Twitter? You know how like when you're doing fantasy sports draft preparations – all those guys will say, hey, player B has these numbers and player B has these numbers. And they're almost identical. And everyone loves player A. And you would never guess who player B is. I love is. that. Guess what? I, oh, my gosh. I got to go find it right the silo- You're talking about the silhouettes so you yes, can't see the right. faces. You don't, you don't know who player A is and you don't know who player B is. I love when they do that. Especially- player A, 59.5 completion percentage, 36.3 QBR. Player B, 59.4. less completion percentage, 36.9, so 0.6 more QBR. One was benched last week, and the other is set to make $245 million. Oh, my God. It's Mitch and Russ. It's Mitch and Russ. You know who I came to mind? I knew Russ was one of them, but you know who the other one that came to mind was? Who? Baker. Because that's the kind of class that Russ is in right now. Yes. It's shocking to see. Maybe things have just fallen apart for him. I don't know how that could possibly be he still has a lot of because last year he still has a lot of mileage in the tire he had he went down with that injury like what three or four weeks into the season hand injury and everyone was saying oh well okay he can come back and maybe he can will them to the playoffs that didn't happen it didn't but they still went crazy down the stretch horrible dude i saw he in his last four games in seattle he had 11 touchdowns and two interceptions in his first four games in denver he has four touchdowns and three interceptions like Literally up to the last game of the year last year, he looked fine. They beat the Cardinals on the road in the season finale right, last right. year. Like they, He looked like a legit quarterback. I mean, that's why there was such a sweepstake for him in the offseason. Like, if he looked like this in the last five games for Seattle last year, no one would have been as gung-ho about getting him. But they saw the, the future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. in the last five games for Seattle. It's unbelievable the kind of setback he's having in this Denver offense. And... A lot of people wanted to blame Nathaniel Hackett at first. K.J. Hamler was schemed wide open on that Uh last play. 
Russ was just locked into his one target the entire play. And, and it just cle- led pe- like to people Gilmore, pointed out, yeah. the first you know option in that play that Hackett called was to the left side of the field, to Sutton's side. That was their first read, completely covered. You're a Hall of Famer or a potential Hall of Famer. You should see your second read almost immediately, but like, you you he's looking so much at Cortland Sutton that you're just screaming at your television to move off of that read, and because everyone can see it's it. It's just such a rookie mistake to stare a guy down like that. And on top of that, like we mentioned, that guy was being covered by the former Defensive Player mm-hmm. of the Year, one of the best players on that Colts defense. So. His IQ just doesn't seem to be where it usually and is. And I don't get it because, I mean, now Javante Williams is out for the season. But he has a really great offense around him. Yeah, Melvin like, Gordon had got, a good game last night. He's I mean. got weapons. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon, I think, leads the league in running for running backs with fumbles, loss on the year. But he's still Melvin. Like, he's still a decent he, he enough running back. He ripped off a back. couple big runs last night. And you have a great receiver. It's not the same as Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. But you have but Judy and Sutton are okay. I mean, and I, I just think it's a young duo who has a lot of potential, especially on the Judy side of things. Yeah, I mean, Judy was a monster as a rookie last year with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, exactly. So you'd have expected him to get even better with Russell Wilson with another year under his belt and a significant upgrade at quarterback. You know who's thanking Russell Wilson more than anybody today, though? Who's that? Matt Ryan. Because wow. Oh my God. Is he bad? Oh my goodness. But everybody's focused on Russ yes. because hey, you know what you did, Matt? You got three more points than the other team. You, so I don't know. He didn't. Like, I get it. His team did, but I will he give didn't. him credit for when Russ did throw that interception, getting him into field yes. goal range. I that mean, was a good Matt Ryan drive. That yes. was that was a turn back the clock moment for Matt. That was probably their best drive on the day, and it and it when it mattered the most. And he still couldn't get it in the end zone. And no. he had many chances to do so. No, what did he, he spike it with like 13 seconds left, second and like 10? I think at so. At the 10-yard like, line, gotta, like two shots gotta, at the end zone. Gotta kick it. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan right now he leads the league. He looks worse than Russell Wilson. Leads the, yes, yeah. 100%. Leads the league and fumbles loss as a quarterback. Yes, he does. Interceptions thrown and sacks taken. That That's, that's the uh, triple crown. I know Aaron Judge in baseball just lost out because he sat the last day of the regular season losing on that AL Triple Crown. Matt Ryan's going for the exact opposite Triple Crown. What was the play where it was one? I don't remember specifically. It was in the second half. He dropped back to pass, and then the pressure came, and he just fell backwards and yes. threw the ball up into the sky and, like, fell onto the ground, and, like, the ref felt bad and picked him up. Like, <laughs> Matt Ryan, borderline Hall of Famer, won an MVP. It's time. Okay, You're right just now, not able to be out there anymore. Right now... Because of... He's not a Hall of Famer right now. Okay, well, that's what I was going to ask. Very borderline. Between these two guys who are now on on their second team for the first year in the same year, how bad is this stint with their new team? How detrimental is that for, for their Hall of Fame case? Matt Ryan, I think, kills it. Because he doesn't have the deodorant of a Super Bowl trophy in his back. He's got an MVP. Yes, but... And he got there. The Lombardi's the thing that you need. Like if if Matt, I think we agree if Matt had that Lombardi, he's a lock with an MVP and a, yes, and a Super a, Bowl yeah. trophy. And and he would probably be the Super Bowl MVP of that game. Most too. likely, yes. So I think this is a huge detriment to Ryan because it's going to be fresh in everybody's mind when he retires. Oh, he was terrible for the Colts. Russ, I think, is still there. 
again. You get to two, you win one, you're the best player. Should have in, won two. You're the best player in a franchise's history for Seattle. So. And for that game, even if Marshawn Lynch scores that game-winning touchdown against the Patriots. Brady comes back and wins anyway. Well, no. Well, there's two was, seconds left on the clock. He would have just marched That's down not what I was going to say. Even if Marshawn gets that touchdown, I think Russ gets the MVP of that game. Yes, because he won he, MVP he the, the year before. No, he didn't. No, not. that's right. The defender, no, it was the defensive some guy, player won it. It was the guy who got Michael Bennett. Maybe? Okay, well that proves my point even more. If he goes back to back, they're gonna make they're gonna give the quarterback give his coronation yeah. now. Things are not good for the uh teams named after horses, the Broncos and the Colts. No. Not looking great there. Let's take a look at the division. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. What do the other jabronis got going on this week? The Browns host the Chargers at 1 p.m. on CBS, going opposite of the Steelers and the Bills in that time slot. Uh, Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I'm interested. Have you heard about Miles Garrett? He didn't play against the Falcons, and that really hurt them defensively. But they still only gave up, like, 23 points. Offense couldn't do anything against that Atlanta mm-hmm. team, uh, other than Nick Chubb, of course, because he is the best running back in football right now. But Right now, yeah. I Even see, better than Saquon. I see the Browns keeping this close, keeping it on the ground. If Garrett can play, doing his thing, harassing Herbert. But I think as Herbert gets healthier and healthier and he removes himself from that injury he suffered in Week 2 and then the one he tried to play through in Week 3 miserably, mm-hmm. he's just going to keep putting up points and points and points. Yes, the Texans-Chargers game ended up being a little closer than the scoreboard would actually uh, indicate. But the Chargers were scoring a lot of points. They're getting healthier on the offensive side of the ball Texas, as well. The Texans are just bad. The Texans are just bad. The only, so, the, I think the, the only team without a win this year. Only still? team so far yeah. without a win. They got a tie. I think the Browns, like I said, are competitive in this football game. But I see the Chargers squeaking one out, which is really good news for the AFC North and the Steelers, for that matter, because these teams just keep losing in this division. Is it? <sighs> Is it the most disappointing division in football right now? I would actually say the AFC West, in a weird way, has I been would, pretty disappointing. I disagree, because yeah. I think the Chiefs are really great. I think the Raiders, uh, maybe. See, the Raiders and the, uh, Broncos, the Broncos really, really took the down. wind out of the sail. Yeah. Although I think, I know we buried them because 0-3, who comes back from that? I bet the Raiders sneak back into the race. Wow. I, just, I get a vibe from them. It'll be really interesting if they can keep it close with the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. So I know people love to do this. And they play the Chiefs real tight. People Remember that. Yeah, they did. People love to do this if the season ended today, right? Ah, the Mark Caballi classic. The Raiders stand at 13th in the the conference behind. Well, they have yet to play, or they have yet to play their fifth game. So if they beat, if they win this week, they could tie with Denver. I can't even do. I can't even do it right now because it's so ugly. It's so wrong. I don't think they're going to. I'm just put it this way: if I had to pick between the Raiders and the Broncos, the team to get back into it, it's the Raiders. So I think the Broncos are done. Really quickly, you're taking one. You're taking Miami and Buffalo from the East. I think so. You're taking Baltimore and Cincinnati from I the North. I believe so. And Pittsburgh. and then one and then one team from the South. 
Yeah, whoever wins the South. So I, that leaves, I will not pick a South winner no. right now, but whoever wins the South. But that leaves only two for the division. West. Yeah, I, no, I don't think they'll make the playoff. I just meant like they'll Get sniff they'll back sniff into back into it. the race. Maybe they'll have a game against the Chargers late in the year where if they yeah. win it, they could get really so into the So they start things. 0 and 3, but they could finish like 7 and 10, something like that. Or even 8 and 9, yeah. something like that. They're a really good team. They're a better team than the Broncos. I think they proved that when they went out 100%. and kicked the Broncos ass yeah. last week. 100%. So I think the Broncos are what what are they going to do? Maybe they'll trade for Derek Carr in the offseason. I'm kidding. Like, wh- like, what are they left to do? They're in trouble because I know. no draft picks. You right, have all this Zero. money tied up to a lemon at quarterback. It's going to get dark in Denver real fast. I mean, imagine if they get, like, the number three overall pick this year. And it's just gone. It's Seattle's pick. It's like, And Seattle could get the number three Seattle, the number exactly. one. Exactly. They could get the two top ten picks this year. No doubt. Although, Geno Smith, he might make the playoffs. Were any of those picks conditional? I don't think so. Yeah. Especially the first round ones. They got the yeah. first round picks. Uh, another matchup in the AFC North, the Bengals and the Ravens doing battle in Baltimore on Sunday night. So, hey, there's another game where an AFC North team has to lose it. Good news for your Pittsburgh Steelers if they can somehow get this miracle win against Buffalo. But either way, they'll still technically kind of be in the race because the division leader is not going to be any better than 3-2 and two after this week. The Ravens are a 3.5-point favorite. Ravens at home in prime time, really tough place to play. But I just think the Bengals are starting to figure things out offensively, and the Ravens have kind of sputtered a little bit, especially in that second half against the Dolphins and against the Bills. I think the Bengals actually go in there and get a win, get to 3-2. and two. And I'm not saying that they're going to end up winning the North, but through five games they're going to stake themselves out to the early lead. Hmm. I, I mean... I know we usually pick our games of the week later on, but I think this is... This is one of them. Yeah, for sure. And it is a Sunday night game, right? Yes. Yeah, so... It's in Baltimore. The early leads to me in divisional games never matter. Because I think there's just always that possibility of a game can just go in any direction with 13 seconds left. Could you see this being another close game where Harbaugh says, I got it. I gotta score, <laughs> and I gotta I I gotta put Justin Tucker on the bench again. It just seems to be his mo now. So yes, I do see that. With the way these teams are trending, I think even though we both picked Baltimore to be the division winner, I think right now the Bengals have an, a much more positive trend in their season than the Ravens have. And I, th- I think I'm going to go with the, the Bengals in this game. I do, too. I think the Bengals yeah. are going to win this game. They're, again, I think the Ravens probably end up winning the division. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I wouldn't so be like surprised if these little... two teams split on the road. Like, the Bengals went on the road, and, and then, then the Baltimore goes the into. Yeah. Trust me. As a Steeler fan, you know, you know this. That's what the, you do when you're in a rivalry yeah. with the Ravens. You win in the other place's yeah, stadium. Yeah, so annoying. I, again, I, I don't know if early scores matter but I do think that the the matchup to watch here is how good of a job can the Bengals do a containing Lamar of course uh, that's that's a one every time against yeah. the Ravens but I mean like I mean like but you they say have a that, lot of experience playing him so you say that but then you look at the opposite side of things and you say well are the Ravens going to be able to contain Joe Burrow to T Higgins or Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase I think Jamar is going to have a big game 
Spotlight, Sunday night football. He's been quiet the past couple since the Steeler game. Really, he's been relatively quiet. I know he's got a couple tutties since then, but no explosion of like 150 yards. I bet he has a big one. Well, he had a pretty big one. He had a pretty big. Was he, it a catch or a touchdown he had against Miami? To ice it was game? a 40-yard reception. He just got tripped up yeah, at the 10-yard right, line, right, but right, set right, up right, the right, go-ahead right. touchdown. Right. Yes. So he had a big play, not a big game. It's not the Jamar Chase no. game. That, I think that happened a, against Pittsburgh, and we haven't seen it yet. I think it was last year when the Ravens and Bengals played that he had that like the breakout. Game, yes. Yeah, like almost 200 yards and three touchdowns. So it could happen again. Across the pond, we started 930. Little tea and beans for breakfast. <laughs> a crumpet. Giants, Packers. A couple three and one teams. Do you see this being kind of weird like last week's London game? Yes, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Yes, I do think so. I think that um, offense just kind of doesn't, you know, hit on all cylinders when you're across the pond like that. And no, it's always weird. Your bodies, even though they leave a couple days in advance. They, it's not enough time. It's not like they left a week early because they had to play in Green Bay. And they had to play in New York last mm-hmm. week. So, you know, you don't get that, you know, experience of let's go two weeks over and then we'll be adjusted by the second week and it'll be like we're at home now. Like, and it's hard coming back, too, because you're there for the week and, like, by the end of that week, you're – probably adjusted and they need to come right back the only team playing in Europe this year that has a bye following the game is the Chicago Bears now I think each team has an option to take the bye following that week and a lot of them denied it me thinks this is the NFL testing can we get to London and back in a week is can we that, put a team that, in London is that doable where you know Green Bay could play the London Knights and then have to come home to play the Buccaneers next I week I don't want that expansion's coming my friend whether it be into Mexico, whether it be into London, they want to get international for sure. So that's I think they're a nightmare. The that's a nightmare right. for you and I, my friend, because that means we got pregame coverage. I love at like that. Five a.m. I love that though. I don't. Uh, game's over at one. Uh, Post game shows over at one thirty and two o'clock. It's I'm not for it's that. A, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but yeah, you got the Giants and the Packers playing in London Town. Uh, Bears and Vikings. No one cares that AFC North matchup. Uh, Lions-Patriots, that'll be an interesting one. Belichick's defense going up against that high-powered Lions offense. Matt Patricia revenge game? I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the Lions beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Just especially if Mac Jones isn't playing? I don't think he's going to be. I think it's going to be Zappier Hoyer. Especially. I, they, I don't think the Patriots can score with the Lions. I know the Lions' you, defense isn't saying, great. You don't but, think they can keep up, right? Right. Yeah, I kind of agree. But it is frustrating seeing this Lions team at 1-3. and three. I think they're a lot better than just one and three. And I'm not saying this is their get-right game, but it at least will get them another win. They're a year away. The Lions are still a year away. I don't know. Next they're, next year is the year where I circle them and go, noise time. They're well, going to win a lot of games. If they can get a quarterback, I would say— They might have one. He's lighting it the hell up right now. He had, a four, so, he had four tutties last week. I mean, you know who's lighting it up? It's Amon Ross St. Brown. He didn't even play last week. And right, still he sat out last thousand week. Points. He sat out last week for the first time. And DeAndre Swift was hurt. And Jamal Williams went bananas. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift up there, not really in the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt tier, but kind of in the A.J. Dillon, mm. uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones tier, tier of like best one-two punch for running backs. I mean, Jamal Williams came in and ran Jamal, for like 130 Jamal yards. Jamal Williams is leading the league in uh, positional players with touchdowns. 
Would you ever have guessed that? Not through in a million for, years. The, just like how I wouldn't. First month? Just like I wouldn't have guessed that Jahan Dotson is tied for the league leading re- touchdown and receptions. receptions. Yes. Speaking of Jahan, Commanders host the Titans. Who cares? The Texans and the Jags in the AFC South. The Bucks and the Falcons in the NFC South. The Dolphins and the Jets do battle in the AFC East. Uh, at the 425 window, the birds of a feather game. The Eagles go to Arizona to try to get to 5-0. and And game of the week, America's game of the week. How about them Cowboys giving a visit to the Los Angeles Rams? Cooper Rush, 3-0 and as the Cowboys starter. And we had said if Dak can come back next week against the Eagles... You don't look at this as a must-win for the Cowboys. Nope, I don't. But do you think they could beat the Rams right now without Dak? Maybe. I do. Yeah. Because I'm not that impressed with the Rams. Exactly. And I'm very impressed with the Cowboys' how defense. Good the, well, that and how fine the Cowboys' offense has been even without Dak. Yep. They've done enough. That's yeah, for absolutely. sure. Uh, let's pick our puke bowl, even though we can't use last night, even though last I night got was it. the it's puke pretty, bowl. It's pretty, uh, there's two. Here's one, though, before the people, the, wow, this quarterback's going to be in a lot of pain game. Baker's going to be abused by the 49ers in that 49ers-Panthers oh, game. You saw what the Panthers did to the Rams right. on defense. Like, that is not going to be pretty for Mr. Baker Mayfield on Sunday. He'll be hurting on Monday morning, mm-hmm, that's for, for sure. sure. Am I there's... picking Seahawks Saints? Like, is that oh, my I'm not bowl? going. I'm, I think there's two clear choices here. All right, give me yours, and I'll probably agree with it. I'll go Titans-Commanders. As my, it's not bad. You know I'm a Titans guy though right now, or sneakily becoming one. Yeah, because you picked them. They're gonna pick them and win their division. I think they're gonna win the South. That's a good one. I, I can't find I think one better it. than that. It was last night though. You know what? We're Absolutely, break, we're the rules. it was last. We're night. We're breaking the rules because you know what? Even if we didn't see that game played, we would have called that the puke bowl anyway. Yeah. The Colts playing the Broncos. I mean, that's and it just, just first of all, how terrible is it? That the league started off with great Thursday night games. Well, right? you brought this point up too, though. At the beginning of the year, this was a great Thursday night game yes, when they were scheduling true. the games. But Bills, Rams, and then Chargers, Chiefs, Steelers, Browns. Okay, rivalry another one game. at the beginning of the year you were excited about. Brown or Bengals, Dolphins last week was great. If two had played that whole game, it would be even better. But now Colts, Broncos this week. Next week it's Commanders and Bears. Yeah, I don't know how that one slipped in. Next week it's Saints and Cardinals. I don't know how these ones are starting to slip in there. Uh, Although I will say this, every team has to play at least one. So Eagles and Texans, that's going to be a blowout. Falcons, Panthers in Week 10. Titans, Packers, meh. And then Thanksgiving. Bills, Patriots, okay, I can see it. Raiders, Rams, nothing really special there. Seahawks, Niners, Jags, Jets. Come on, man. That might be better than you think. I think the Jets might get to three and two this week without Tua. It's going to be a tough slate of Thursday night games for a, for a little while. All right, let's get to our triple play before yeah, we make our it. official picks for the Steelers game. You went zero two and one last week, so your record is now three eight and one. <laughs> I went one and two last week, bringing my total to four and eight. We are amazing at picking these football games. Wait, we didn't pick our game of the week. Oh yeah, game of the week. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Sunday night football. Bengals, I, Bengals, I think I agree with Bengals, you. Bengals Ravens. And then as a, uh, where am I? As a runner up, I'm going Steelers Bills just because Kenny Pickett's in, and that's exciting. Um, my runner up. Is it horrible to say maybe Raiders Chiefs? I mean, like no Raiders play them really well. You know what's weird? They play them really well, but Mahomes is seven one against the Raiders. But it's always a close seven and one. Yeah, I'd say another one that could be really good, especially if the result goes the way 
that would favor the the intrigue of the game, Cowboys Rams. Yeah, I think it's a good one too. All right, I'm going heavy okay. favorites in my triple play. At least for the first. So you're two. going Buffalo minus fourteen? No, I meant heavy underdogs. Sorry, I misspoke. Okay, but okay. I'm still not going Steelers plus fourteen. It's just begging you to take. It, it. is, but I'm not. I'm going across the pond, and I'm taking the eight Green points. Bay. I'm taking the eight points. I'm taking the Giants. Give me the Giants plus eight. I think they keep it within a touchdown at least. Hmm. Okay, I got one for you. I got Detroit plus three. I like that against the uh, the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you can give one of the best. Excuse me, not except one of. Anytime you can give the best offense in football three points, you should probably take that. Except for the fact that I took it last week and they lost. Yeah, to, to Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, that stinks. That's one point where you shouldn't have taken the Lions because they were giving the points. Yes. Only take the Lions when they get when the they, points. When they're, the, when they're the dogs, yeah. Ten-point underdog. Wow, Bucks over uh, Falcons. Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Falcons to cover. Taking the Falcons to cover. Whoa. I am. I could be done in here by Tom Brady having the exercise demons game and win by like 41 to 10. By the way, Tom Brady, 10 and 0 in his career against the Atlanta Falcons. Most wins without a loss against any single franchise he's faced in his career. He has five teams he's never lost to in his NFL career. He's undefeated against. Five? Five of That's them. That's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Are the Steelers one of them? Because it kind of no. feel, feels no, you, that way. I know that the Steelers have beat I know, Tom but it Brady. feels that way. Last time he was here, the Steelers beat yes, Tom Brady. Yes, that's true. So, Last time they saw him. Can you believe it's been that long? It's been four years since you've seen Tom Brady play against In the Pittsburgh. He crushed them in that home opener. Oh, in, yeah. Up the in very next year yeah. in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I got Falcons plus 10. Okay, it's it's a tough week this week. Ugh, the Bills line, I'm just begging you to take it. I'm not going to do it, though. I'll go Bengals plus three, three and a half. Bengals plus three and a half. I, I think it's a risky move because the division games are always tricky. But I could see that game being within, you know, a Justin Tucker field goal away from, from winning. For sure. Finally, I'm going Cowboys plus five. Damn it. Yes. Damn it. Yes. I'm going. How about them Cowboys? They might win outright, like you were saying. But yeah, they I could. definitely think they cover five points. So I'm taking the Cowboys on the road. Damn it, Tom. Ugh. Take the Rams. The Rams minus six and a half. That's good, but you don't minus really. Minus five. I don't. It's six and a half right now. Really? Oh no, 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 you're saying the Rams. Sorry, I'm looking at the Niners. Jesus. Sorry. Take the Niners. That's not. A bad. I don't know because the Niners' offense is it really going to click? Yeah, but they literally might not surrender a single point. Mm. You know what I'm going to? Oh, you know what I'm going to do, Tom? I'll go Tampa Bay minus ten. All right, you're going head to head with me in that one. I got the Falcons. You've got the Bucks. Steelers prediction time. I think the Bills win this game. I think the final score is something like 33-20, to 20, so the Steelers cover by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. But I could see it being like 33-10 to 10 at one point, and then Kenny gets them in the back door and covers mm-hmm. that spread. And so, like Josh Allen just like tones it down He doesn't a care bit. anymore. Maybe, yeah. maybe even Keenum comes in for a couple drives at the end of the fourth quarter. Who knows? But 33-20, Buffalo circles the wagons and gets the win over Pittsburgh. Mm, I like that. <sighs> I'll say 33 34-17. Mm, so the Bills cover the spread. Bills cover, yeah. All right. Buffalo and Pittsburgh this Sunday up in Buffalo. Steelers 14-point underdogs, the biggest margin they've ever been an underdog. If you missed any of our show today, you can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts. It's shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz, The Steelers Standard, and many, many more. All of them are available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, 
and wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the NFL action this week in Week 5. Steelers and Bills on Sunday, and we'll be back again on Monday to break it all down. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. You've been listening to the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.